Footy Ado, the Delusional Soccer Podcast. Footy Ado, a soccer delusion shared by two brothers in close association. We have officially caught up with, with the amount of games played versus amount of episodes put out for this Premier League season. This is our 29th. Wow. Look at us go, man. Look at us go. You haven't been on 29. Yeah, no, no, no. No, I have not been. But, uh... But, I don't. Hey. I think... Was it this this season that you... It, I mean, it seems like it was a, a million years ago either way, but was this... Did you do a solo one this, this season? I did, yeah. I think I did a solo episode this season. Which one was that? It was, a. Uh... I don't even know. Do you? I mean, have you done you? I think you did a solo episode. I did do a solo episode, and I was hopped up on pre-workout, so that made me actually get through it. I don't what know. Do if, I don't know if anyone listened to that though. Yeah, um, I'm I, trying to think if I can because this is the thing. Now we can go back and be like, oh, yeah, this is the episode because I remember what I talked about. Yeah, I have no idea which one because we're looking at, we're looking at uh just weird weird names here good evening no it's coming home no mine wasn't <laughs> mine was footy of one wasn't it i don't know if we actually named it footy of one uh we we should oh no so wait i didn't i don't know if i i never did a solo episode i had sal on for all reliable Ooh, i forgot about that yeah i yeah. forgot about that yeah i don't i'm not sure where my solo episode came in but um If you haven't listened to last week's episode, um, I interviewed a uh, Sheffield United. um, He does he does you know match reports for Sheffield United, um, and uh, does a podcast. He's a season ticket holder, David Beeden. That uh, his podcast is Tufty Club. It's a Sheffield United podcast. We had a a big discussion about um, Sheffield's really overachievements this season, and Mm. he. It's it's always interesting to talk to people um, that have grown up going to Premier League matches versus the American viewpoint because the American viewpoint is well if we're not going to go and try to win the World Series or try to win uh, you know the Super Bowl then what's the point? Um, right. But they, this yeah. guy is saying you know we're we're right now in a in a European spot. But if the is season even, if the season there... doesn't go how we how we hope it does, if we you know fall back, we finish tenth or eleventh, I'll still be happy about how the season went because it's been fantastic. Yeah, is there an American qu- equivalent to to that sort of vibe? You know, in, in terms of sports, uh, you know, fanhood. Like, is there a, is there a league or is there any sport over here that we really have like? You're going to watch it, and obviously, you have your ultimate goal is to do something that is below winning it all. I know, like, there are fans of like the Cleveland Browns who, yeah, you your expectations have to be lower, right? Yeah, but like everyone, like you go into the season, it's always a sort of a restart. But like, I don't think beside, I, mean, I guess before the Leicester miracle, teams don't go into it thinking, oh, I'm going to win the Premier League. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm trying to think of the sport that has that the most. Um, I think, I don't know. I just think, 
I think sports... I think sports in America, it's always about... The American the American idea is you go for it all. You yeah, win it first, all. you're last. And if, and if you if you're not first, you rewrite history to tell people that you were first. Yeah. Um, That's how we do it, man. <laughs> um, no, I think that the maybe the sport that is the closest that would be the closest to it, and this is not even it's really from an outside looking in standpoint, but um, the NBA has had you know. They go through bunches where there's successful teams that stay successful for a long period of time, right? Um, so and that the, does rotate, but it's it's not as quickly as some other sports. You know, like regardless of what team he was on through the run, LeBron James reached what eight straight finals or something like that, mm-hmm. won like half a title. So good for him. Um, but you know. I guess the the real equivalent would be college sports in that aspect. Small yeah, schools probably, making yeah. March Madness, small schools making a run in the tournament, beating mm-hmm. beating a big team, and then you know eventually, oh, we lost in the Sweet Sixteen, but what a season it was. Yeah, yeah, March Madness is probably the is like that one, and also like um, even college football. Because you have like your big four, which of course everyone goes for, but the lower teams are basically, hey, we're trying to have a winning record and we're trying to get into a bowl game. Yeah. So like getting into a bowl game, getting into the Outback Bowl or the Discover Card, uh, <laughs> you know, special edition Discover Food Card Bowl is like staying up for Northwestern. You know what I mean? It's like, uh-huh. uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's just a different thing. Um, I'm looking. I, I am pulling up a list real quick of the worst bowl. The the, the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl, which is played in Tampa. Hmm. Who was in that last year? It's been played since 2017. Um, I have no idea. I, I, I it's It's awful. It used to be called the St. Pete Bowl. Um, Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl, uh, that has been going since 2018. The Powell and Weed Eater Independence Bowl went from 91 to 97. Um, so there's, there's some bad ones. Advocare V100 Independence Bowl from 2008 to 2012. I'm sure that, Florida's got the weird ones. Has there been, like, a Viagra Bowl? Like, have they really just gone off the rails? Yeah. Well, these are the. There's also. They have a lot of these stupid ones where it's like Rose Bowl presented by PlayStation 2. <laughs> like that, yeah. I think they've had the Fiesta Bowl, but it's been like the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. So, like, that one's not as bad, but, like, what are we doing? San Diego, San Diego County Credit Union Poinsettia Bowl. <laughs> So uh, we've gotten about seven minutes into the recording and actually haven't mentioned uh, the Premier League returning. And this is, we're recording on Monday. The Premier League returns. This episode's either going out tonight or tomorrow. So the Premier League's coming back tomorrow or in maybe a few hours. It'll be tomorrow accurately. Who knows? Who knows? Really all depends on when you're listening to it. But games are Wednesday. June the 17th, we have... Uh, Aston Villa and Sheffield United, and then 
Arsenal away to Man City. Um, so those are the two games in hand that would be played. Um, and big, big games those are. Uh, you know, because Sheffield, if they win, they uh, go past United into fifth. But if Aston Villa wins, they're out of the drop zone. Um, so it's it it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see how how that that turns out. Um, and then of course everyone gets uh, back into things as the weekend comes rolling around. I believe we have some Friday matches. We do uh, Norwich and Southampton on Friday, as well as Spurs and Man United. Okay. So that'll be fun to watch on Friday. Saturday, there's Watford, Leicester, Brighton, Arsenal, West Ham, Wolves, Bournemouth, and Palace. And then Sunday, uh, you have Newcastle, Sheffield, Aston Villa, Chelsea, Everton, and Liverpool. So there's, it seems like there's football every day. There's Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. No Friday, but then Saturday we have some Premier League, some FA Cup. It's going to be every single that you're going to get very little break from football. So, um, I haven't been called back to work yet, so I'm excited about it. Yeah, I'm not messing out on it. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. This yeah. is great. I, it, it'll be interesting to see, um, how, how the teams fare with, um, like the ones that are, you know, Arsenal, Sheffield, uh, Villa and city. Hey, you haven't played in so long. Obviously, they're playing behind closed doors now, doing friendlies, getting ready, little tune-up matches. But it's like, all right, you have to play on Wednesday, and then yep, play it again on Saturday. Yep. So get ready. Yeah, it's gonna Back be into the full swing of it. Yeah, it's a it's gonna be very quick turnaround, and it'll be interesting to see what the mindset is of the quarterfinalists in the FA Cup. Um, whether they use that as rotation or they rotate the league match before and really give that a go. Um, in this very, very weird campaign because there's some teams that are going to, you know, think that their chance was, you know, it was an outside shot um, being in the quarterfinal already. But uh, with with everything that's gone on, they could really, they could really end up going for it. So um, let's, uh, let's first analyze uh, Liverpool and look at, when they can win the title. And um, it has been confirmed that the matches will not be taking place at a neutral venue. So the Merseyside Derby will take place at Goodison on June the 21st. And if they win that match, they can then win the title on Wednesday, June the 24th against Crystal Palace. It's crazy that Liverpool have... uh, done a complete switch from we could be one of the earliest teams to win the title to literally being the latest, latest team, team to, ever to, to ever clinch a Premier That'll League title. That'll be good for a bit of banter. It's like, yeah, we won the title. Oh, we won the title with so much games to spare. Let's I don't know. You, June 24th. <laughs> I keep looking back on the calendar. You guys yeah. didn't win the title until June 24th. Yeah. Which means they're going to hold on. Like, they also, that, that kind of sucks. They, they, they hold on to it for less time, too. Yeah. Because everything's just press now have they announced the start of next season yet no they have not okay what's the what's the feeling on that that they're it's going to be like a couple months i think it's going to be a quick turnaround i really i think it's all going to feel like one season um and that's just a hunch but you know they're going to do they're going to finish the premier league season at uh the end of july 
um, and then European competitions. I don't believe the format has been announced, but I do think it's going to be a a World Cup style tournament um, that takes place, mm-hmm. and that'll be in August. So those teams that are playing into August, do they need to give their players a break? When is a transfer window going to happen? It's just stuff that we don't have the answers to right now. Um, but we'll, you know, when we know that information, that is something we will we will discuss heavily because that's going to be an interesting thing to see what sort of break uh, these players do get. And by break, I mean an actual vacation, not being stuck at home like the rest of us have been. Right. Yeah. Also, um, I mean. It should also be noted there's what? The latest tests the Premier League had three positive results. Which I believe is, I think it was like the, the past couple there was like one, then there was zero, then there was, th- so three is, it's up, I mean it's not that much, but it's still up yeah. from recent tests. Because um, despite everything that we're seeing on the internet, on TV, uh, things are Equally as well, for at least over here, equally as bad as they were before. <laughs> Just the narrative uh, is different. Yeah, there it is. Everything's fine. Isn't that uh, terrifying? Yes. Um, yeah, but so, so Liverpool two games they could win the title at Anfield against Palace. Um, they have a twenty-five point lead now. This is, I've been one of the things I've been doing um, in lockdown is I've listened to a lot more podcasts. And so I've given different football podcasts a try. And one discussion that is being had a lot is, do you think that there's going to be some sort of asterisk on Liverpool's season? And I've heard the argument that yes, there is because this is, there's been a, a whole stoppage and whatnot. But I think the idea of that is just ridiculous because they have a 25 point lead. And it's not like, it's not like Bayern who had a four point lead and you know, it could have cut momentum, but like 25 points, they would have to, they would have to lose in their last nine games. They would have to lose eight of them to not win the title. Like the, the fact that, that you could even consider putting an asterisk there is, is a little bit, a little bit weird to me. Yeah, it is. I mean, it also asterisk. It doesn't really matter. Like asterisks don't matter. Yeah, they don't have any lasting impact. You look at like, look at the LeBron's first championship in Miami. For going back to American sports, it has an asterisk next to it. It was a short season. You know, like no one remembers that. Doesn't matter. No. No. It's just all it'll be used for is a good bit of banter. Yeah, uh, against Liverpool fans. Fair enough. Stuff, yeah. I'm sure I'll use it, but I'm just saying it's not fair. It's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair. I'm going on the record saying it's not fair, and whoever uses it against them should shut the fuck up. Pardon, pardon my French, pardon my French. But I'm going to use it myself. Yeah. Um, so rounding out the top four, Man City on 57 points, Leicester on 53, and Chelsea on 48. Man United just outside, three points behind Chelsea with 45 points. How do you see the top four finishing. We got, we got 10 games, uh, nine, 10 for city, nine for for, nine for the, for the rest really in that pack. 
Um, so, I mean, Liverpool and City, I think those will be the top two. Um, yeah, I guess the really the only question is how well does, you know, does, I mean, Leicester has enough time to, to drop considerably, I'd say, but I, I don't necessarily know if they will. Um, it's interesting to think of. I feel like I feel like Chelsea, the only team you got to look at and say, can our Man United? I think Man United is going to make it interesting with Chelsea, um, especially you know, with where the season left off. You know, Bruno Fernandez was was making a big difference to them so much so that people were talking about him being in the team of the year, which I think is insane because he had a, a good stretch of like six games. Yeah, but um, I think. I think that I think that's going to be interesting. I th- I think Chelsea are have been in pretty good form uh, based on what I've seen in terms of um, preseason stuff. Weird to call it preseason, but like the tune-up matches, they've looked pretty good. So like I feel I'm feeling pretty good about how they're doing, but I really think United are going to make it make it tough for them regardless. Uh, and I think we're going to see teams like Tottenham and, and Arsenal try and push up the table. Uh, towards the end of the year, which you know, might might uh, be harsh to see for for teams like Wolves and Sheffield. Yeah, and it's it's something that um, that it, it will be tough um, for those teams to sustain after coming back. But it's also tough to make the predictions right now because at it, we have to see what these teams do out of the gates. Fitness level is going to be um, very important at least early on. Um, you figure after a few matches, most teams will get up to the the regular fitness level, but no one's ever had to prepare for a situation like this. So we'll see who really comes out of the gates um, in in the best position. Um, I do think that uh, you know Lesser were on a bad run. I know they beat Aston Villa four 0 That that was their last result, but before that, they had. Uh, hadn't won in four matches before that. So they lost to Norwich. They lost to Man City, which, I mean, you can forgive them for that. They drew with Wolves, and they drew with Chelsea. So uh, that's a tough run. Um, But still, uh, you know, I think they're a team that would actually benefit from this break. Um, Chelsea, you know, the more time they have under Frank Lampard, who's not a first-year manager um, overall, but a first-year manager at the club, I think that's great. Like I, I think Arsenal under Mikel Arteta, even though they were doing very well, um, I think that they could benefit from this break because the manager is, it has a chance to um, kind yeah, of get the idea. You know, get his game plan is really instilled. Right. The only team that you'd say would benefit from, or would would, uh, you know be worse off with more time with their manager is Tottenham because, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Jose's got that, that, that clock. So, you know, you have him good for a little bit, but then it starts to wind down to the, to the end of his. We're getting closer to year three already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's an interesting point you make about in terms of like the new managers um, sort of just getting more time with their team. And, uh, and obviously there's always like the, the fresh excitement of a new season that kind of, gets everyone motivated yeah uh, which will be exciting exciting to see you know and, and with like with Chelsea's case some some players are coming back Ruben Loftus-Cheek has been playing a lot in in 
warm-ups and stuff like that. So, like, a player who hasn't even, you know, we weren't expecting to really even be that much part of the season is going to be there for a vital stretch. Yeah. So that's that's another thing that could be, be interesting. Yeah. I, um, as far as finishing in the top four, I think that United will actually get past Chelsea. Um, especially with whether Paul Pogba is back and playing at his best because he wants to be playing at his best for Man United or he wants to be kind of showcasing himself for a move elsewhere. He's going to be back when we didn't expect him to be. He hasn't played for United since Boxing Day, so it's it's been a long while. But Paul Pogba and Bruno Fernandes in the same team, it could be exciting. Yeah. Um, but remember, that also doesn't mean that Chelsea miss out on Champions League because um, we still are awaiting the news of Man City's appeal on their two-year Champions League ban. Um, now, I think that when when that news is ever finally determined, that'll be like an emergency pod in itself to, to discuss that because if this ban is upheld, it's, you know what players at Man City are going to want to spend two seasons in their prime out of the Champions League? Pep Guardiola, is he going to want to spend two years out of the Champions League as a manager? Right. Um, so that'll that'll be a whole different discussion, but that fifth-place spot might be uh, a Champions League place, and you'll have Sheffield, Wolves, um, Chelsea, United. It, it, there's going to be plenty of clubs, even, even Tottenham and and Arsenal on more of an outside chance um, mm-hmm. could be could be going for that. So we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, I would if if you've got nothing else to say about this top four race, I uh, I think we can transition now looking at the uh, the bottom of the table. If that's cool with you, should we take a ad break? <gasps> Oh, we should. We should definitely take an ad break. Oh, my God. I cannot wait to hear what we are advertising for this week. We will be right back after this. Enjoying Footy You Do? If you're a fan of Zach and Jared's, you're going to love another Iltoe production, Banana Land. Each week, we'll talk about socially dystopian topics that are sure to get you talking. Topics like the Mandela Effect, what your tombstone will say, or even the origins of mankind. There's something for everyone. Sounds interesting, right? Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and stream wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back. You are listening to good old footy you do. Um, hope that ad break wasn't too long for you. Um, and hopefully it was very useful because uh, it's been uh, it's been tough to get those things that we advertise for, right, Jar? What do we advertise for this week? Um, are you asking, do you know? Are you asking me to? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I know what it really is, but. Aw. Um, well, it's got to be me then, right? Cue the banter. Yeah. Cue the banter, yeah. A little, a little ad that we did. Or or was it? Maybe it wasn't you. Maybe it was one of the other shows. Did we for we forgot at the top of the podcast to say it's an Delta Eight production? So we were you not at the top of the podcast? No, but I was expecting you to say it. And when I didn't, you didn't say anything about it. No, because I was I never know for sure when we start recording. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Um. 
What do you think? I go and post. I could do it. I could do it then. Just like be like, just say something ridiculous. Like I know I said, oh, we have as many episodes as as uh, games have been played at an Ultimate Production. Just like really throw it in there. But yeah, I'm not editing any of this out, so it doesn't matter. And you get to hear this whole conversation about what I did or what I didn't do. But all I know is that it is an Ultimate Production. And we are now going to be talking of about the eh, bottom five, bottom six. Speaking of the worst teams. The worst teams going through the worst stretch, just like I just I, was. Yes. Um, bottom of the table, Norwich, 21 points. They are six points away from safety. Really seven, considering the goal difference. Um, <clears throat> but... A lot of work to do over the last nine. Aston Villa, our second bottom, 25 points. Um, one win takes them out of the drop zone, and they do have that game in hand against Sheffield. Not that Sheffield are a bad side, but it's a big opportunity for them right out of the blocks to give themselves a little bit of momentum. They ended, uh, you know, before the, before the break came, they lost four matches in a row, losing to Bournemouth, Tottenham, Southampton, and Leicester. Um, and then the last team that are currently in the drop zone are Bournemouth. Um, they have 27 points level with 17th and 16th place, Watford and West Ham. And then the one team that's kind of got relegation on the back of their mind, they're a little bit further ahead, two points clear of uh, those three clubs. It's Brighton on 29 points. So, um what what do you think is is gonna do? Well, do you think that Aston Villa can beat Sheffield United um, right out of the I, gate? I think they can. Yeah, I think that's gonna be interesting. Um, and it's it's at Villa Park, and it's the very first game um, overall. Yeah, so that that could that could really uh, shake things up. Mm -hmm. uh, that that is a, that is a, a thing that I'm looking at. But when you were listening off, I'm like I'm thinking Aston Villa going against Sheffield. Now that I'm like really thinking about it, could be could be a big game for Aston Villa. I really think that they might actually pull off an upset just because everything is so weird. Yeah, that would be um, that that's that's gonna be a huge talking point next week when we're on because you know they'll have two games under the belt, and that that's the whole thing. We're we're still only gonna be recording once a week. Every week, things are going to be just all over the place. They could yeah. they could be the same, but there's a huge chance for them to be very different than the last time we had talked. Um, yeah. So, I, um, you know, looking at the the first matches back for these teams, like West Ham will go up against Wolves. Not really feeling great about that. Watford go up against Leicester. Don't feel too great about that. Bournemouth play Palace, and I think there's a. a a chance there for them. Although obviously we're, we really can't take form into account, but palace did win their last three, um, before the, uh, pandemic started. Yeah. Pal palace have had a pretty solid season. <clears throat> they, they haven't really flirted with the bottom. Yeah. Um, so, you know, obviously like you said, the, the restart, it, it's really, it's really affecting our way to our ability to just be like, all right, let's see, what do we think is going to happen? It's just kind of, it's kind of like our, beginning of the season where we're like all right here's our table yeah i think based on last year i think i think Burnley 
are going to get 18th and they're at 10th. So you're going to be like, we're, we're always with that bottom 10. Like it's Everton, they're finishing game. in the top four. And they're like, no, all I can say after is after the okay, first Everton, five weeks, they're in 17th. Yeah, what you have to do with Everton is okay, I think they're going to finish here and then you drop them down three or four spaces yeah. just for safe measure. Um, Cancel out but, the optimism. Yeah, well, I, so the first, like, what I'm actually thinking about now is I'm looking at. I'm looking at these teams at the bottom. So Norwich, I think, is going down. Oh, um, yeah. I, I didn't even entertain the idea that I'm staying up. I probably think more so now. I think I'm... I had kind of clinged on to the idea that Bournemouth was going to somehow make it make it back up, like stay up. I think Bournemouth's going down. Aston Villa could shake things up. Uh, and then it's, you know... Could it be, could it be Watford? Could it be West Ham? Watford I... could go down, and the Watford, it would be, especially with the state of, you know, what we had, you know, you you talked to Ricky Hartz um, about about Watford, the whole thing with Troy Deeney. If, if Watford are, if he doesn't play and they go down. He is back in training, so. He's back in training, yeah. okay. So it's like, all right, so. That because that could have been a weird, uh, a, that could have been a shame, you know, if if he were to not play and they were to go down, it'd be like a very big what if uh-huh. for for Watford. Um, I don't know what like West Ham is a team that's probably better than Bournemouth or Aston Villa, but like I think every time I go and look at West Ham against anybody, and I look at Bournemouth or Aston Villa against anybody, I I'm like, more inclined to pick the other two. Yeah, mostly because they overachieve, or like you know, especially Bournemouth in particular, tend to overachieve, and West Ham have tend to underachieve. So it's it's weird how that how that changes how I how I pick it. Um, so so your three going down, Norwich, Norwich. Bournemouth. Bournemouth and I'll say I'll say Watford. All right. Um. So we're actually gonna have two teams different. We're gonna, our bottom team is gonna be the same, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> I say Norwich um, in twentieth. I don't think that Aston Villa beat Sheffield, so I don't think that they get that spark right out of the gates. I think that Sheffield are far too organized for Villa to really break them down. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at best, I see them getting a point out of that match um, because also Sheffield have been very good away from home. They've only lost twice away from home um, this season. And um, I don't want to say Bournemouth. I don't. So Norwich okay. Villa. So I'm. I'm. So here's I the thing. I don't. Watford. I don't want to say Bournemouth. So I'm not going to. So yeah. Bournemouth, Watford, and West Ham. Those three teams. They all have 27 points, and it's only the minus 18 goal difference for Bournemouth, minus 17 for Watford, minus 15 for West Ham. But here's yeah. the thing. Only one of those teams. Only one, is managed. By David Moyes. West Ham are making the drop down to the championship, and I'm only basing it on David Moyes. Because listen, we've we've thought what's his face? Who's Watford's manager? What's his? I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Ah, God. I don't know who their manager is. Yes, you do. It's is it Kiki's? No, 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 no. They fired Nigel Pearson. 
Nigel Pearson's Nigel Pearson's been close to relegation. Watford are actually winning the league next season, so that's huge. I forgot. Yeah, well, he won't be there because he'll be fired. Eddie Howe is not going back down to the championship. He's going down. Eddie Howe is not up. It's not down the cherries, Jared. It's up the cherries. That's right. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I. I forgot about the Nigel Pearson. I feel like Nigel Pearson might do something good with Wofford here now. I, I mean, I, I I just don't see West Ham going down. It's the pick I want to make. Uh, I think Bournemouth and Norwich for sure, and then that final spot. It, and look, and it could just be Aston Villa. Like, I think once... Why, why, uh, I see. Come, I think it come, is Villa. Come come West, come West Wednesday. You know, come our next episode. It'll be like, yeah, so the bottom three is going to stay the same for me. Yeah. I definitely don't want Watford to go down. You know, I'd love... You know, we're talking about our last two. I mean, Sheffield's fine. We had a Sheffield guest, great guest. Watford guest, great guest. I, I would like to be able to have those people on again. Um, well, you know, we will if, do a relegation special. Uh, yeah. So we might have we might have, have all in on yeah. the same episode. Um, little battle royale. Yeah. Um, one thing I am thinking about now is so we just recently we haven't really showed a, a lot of them. But we just started. You were you've been working on graphics, yeah, for for Footy Ado, um, and basically the same graphic, tweaked up a little bit. But we now just have different colors for each team. Yeah, so when we post a graphic and whatnot, yeah. I'm looking at them now, and I'm thinking to myself, I mean, I don't want Wofford to go down. They're the they're one of the best graphics we have. Yeah, I don't want um, I don't want West Ham going down either because it's just clean. Yeah, same with Aston Villa. I guess with the Aston Villa, Burnley, and West Ham, you can kind of pick one that you don't want. Like, oh, yeah. if you lose one of those, oh, well, at least we have two other ones that are similar. Yeah, fuck it. I'll just uh, change it and make this theirs. Yeah. Bournemouth, Bournemouth can go down. Their graphic isn't that great that we have. No. Um, and uh, Brighton. Send Brighton down. Yeah, Brighton's just very, very boring. So, I think if I'm looking at it, I would want it to be Norwich, Brighton, West Ham. Honestly, based based yeah. on just graphics? Just, no, based on what I like. Okay. I like Watford, Watford, Bournemouth, Aston Villa are teams that excite me more than than you know maybe maybe send Southampton down. I don't know. Send Newcastle. Nah, send Southampton. Down. Southampton send, just it, tied Hassan Huddle down to a long term contract in the same season that he lost at game nine nil. So, I'm, yeah, but. I'm all in on they, the Hatchet Huddle project. Well, what if, didn't they come back? What is he? I feel like they came back and they beat Leicester. They beat they? Leicester. Or, yeah. This, they lost so, 9 yeah. 0 and then beat them. Yeah, so that's the thing. So you, like, yeah, you lose 9 0. Still got. Do they beat them in. Was it the same competition? Was it Premier League or was it in a. a yeah. Cup or? No. Okay. Premier yeah. League. They. It was October that's, the 25th. They lost 9 0. Remember, they were down to 10 men, but. They yeah. lost 9-0. And then on January the 11th, Southampton beat them 2-1. Yeah. That's the crazy thing. Oh, you lost 9-0 to a team. Okay, we still took three points off of you in the season. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like Our goal difference might not be doing too good. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're not going to be... Yeah, like, what is their goal... I mean, their goal They're at minus 17. Which isn't, isn't awful. No. Could be worse. It's around. It's it's what it's should expected to be in that area. You look at those bottom teams; they're all around them, except for say Brighton, who is just is a more defensive side with minus eight. So now that we've uh, we've doomed three clubs apiece, 
We've actually in total doomed five different clubs uh, to go yeah, to go. The down. listener probably doesn't even if if we ask. Okay, listener, what three clubs did Jared pick to go yeah. down? What three clubs did Zach pick to go down? I don't know. I don't know if I can tell you. You uh, what you were? Let's not even get into it. Um, Norwich, football. Bournemouth, Watford, and then I regretted Watford. Said I wish it could have been West Ham, and then said, "Hey, it might be Aston Villa. It might be the teams <laughs> that are already down. It might, it might not change." Yeah, my I'm Norwich, Villa, West Ham. So, um, I, yeah, I always find looking at the table, I'm always like, "All right, Jared, what do you think is going to happen?" And I'm like, "Okay, here's what could happen." And then at the end of the day, at the end of like my own thought process, I'm like. That's eh, it'll, probably stay, it'll probably it'll probably stay the same. Yeah. <laughs> like, anything's like, gonna finish. Well, Top four. Th- for this reason, I think this is gonna happen. And by the time right. you're done, you're yeah. like, but probably not. All right, Jared. So you have Liverpool, Man City, Leicester, Chelsea. What do you think? Oh, I feel like this could have this could happen. So, like at the end of it, I think it's gonna be Liverpool, Man City, Leicester, Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so as we wrap things up, the only thing I think left to get to is. What you uh, from this point in time, what your uh, football intake is going to be um, for the rest of the season. So I know you're actually uh, you'll still be in California for the first two matches. So yeah. I'm assuming you're you're going to be ready I'll to go watching. To, those. It'll be on in the background probably while I'm doing work. But um, but then you fly you fl- fly back this way um, on June the nineteenth. What do you think your football intake is going to be? Are you going to be watching a lot of Premier League? Or are you really only going to make it a point to watch Chelsea? Um, I'll watch the big. I'll watch Chelsea. I'll watch the big matches. Um, I mean, I don't know what else I'm going to do. Not much. <laughs> not much to do. It's not like I'm going to be going home, and it's going to be like, all right, you can do just about as much. It's not like, oh, I'm coming home, I could go see all these people. It's like, no, yeah. I still got to be careful. I'm going to go home and just. Do what I do here. At yeah, home. because now, now you come home and whatever you know, you could do some things, but also now there's a lot more people that are ready to be affected by whatever you do out in California. It's just you and Nikki, right? You, whatever so, you do, now, that's all you're hurting. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm coming home, and now Nikki will be up at her parents' house. I'll be, at, you know, our parents' house. Uh, I'm probably not going to see much of her. So, like, we do stuff on the weekends together here. Now it'll be, I'll be hanging with you. So we'll yeah. be watching, we'll be watching. Just sitting out by the pool, pounding back a couple, uh, a couple red stripes, and then waiting for the, waiting for the football to start. That sounds like a, sounds like a good, a good trip to me. But yeah. um, I am eagerly awaiting Wednesday. I will watch uh, Villa and Sheffield to get myself in the mood for watching football so that it's kind of even when Man City beats Arsenal 10-0, then it kind of just evens things out, and maybe I'll be ready to watch more football as the week goes on. But yeah, um, I don't think that match is going to go all that well. <laughs> well, you were, so, you were so optimistic last episode. Yeah, what but happened? Arsenal the, the, lost to the, Brentford and David Louise. Was David Luiz? David Luiz gave the ball away, you know, as he does. It's not like Mustafi did anything useful as a defender to back him up. Because that's the thing. A player makes a mistake. There's ten more of you on the pitch. One mistake shouldn't... I mean, now, some mistakes are worse than others. Like, Mustafi's back pass that got David Luiz sent off at Stamford Bridge. That's brutal. That was brutal. 
But this mistake, this wasn't... He made this mistake, and now we're definitely going to concede. But we still did. So there's a lot to figure out, the Arsenal defense. Uh, So that's why my optimism is not at an all-time high. I'm sure when Wednesday comes around, it'll peak back up a little bit. I've dropped down into a bit of reality, but I'm like... Just because Brentford beat us, that's a small club beating a beating a big club. Why can't this smaller club beat beat Man City? Yeah, yeah. that is me. Premier League back. I'm optimistic. Same lineup as before the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. It's like when we're like, oh, thank God, Arsenal. They have sacked Unai Emery. Let's see what Freddie Youngberg's first team is. Mustafi is starting in the Premier League. <laughs> You mean that's real? This it, guys. Put out the real team. This is a joke team. Yeah, go on. Oh my so, gosh. You know, we'll see. Um, we'll see how that yeah, goes. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually optimistic. I'm looking back, and it's like, you have every reason to be. Like, just because I said yeah. Chelsea are going to slip out of the top four doesn't mean I'm fucking right. No, no. Well, but, you said you were optimistic last week about Arsenal. Who knows? Who knows, Jared? They're going to play twice by the next time we talk. Who do they play? At least in front of Mike. Oh, yeah, they play Brighton, right? Brighton. Who we lost to at the Emirates. Oh, so you're going right at the Amex. I believe it was a uh, a Neil Malpay winner after Arsenal uh, after Arsenal equalized. I think Bright were leading, and then yeah, it was just bad. Let's not bring up those memories. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Footy Ado. Um, Follow Ilto. There you go. Ilto8 Productions on Instagram and Ilto8 Prod on Twitter. And Jared, as always, pardon our French. <laughs>